the emotion of fear is universal and primal to all humankind the problem arises when it becomes illogical and disproportionate to the threat usually it is our imagination that blows up the fear out of proportion it could be fear of heights fear of closed spaces fear of the future or fear of the unknown we have all heard of instances of saints who were completely fearless what was their secret take the case of angad all of us can attest to having felt scared sometime or the other in our life it could have been fear of the doctor's needle when we were little children or the fear of public speaking in our youth or else the fear of losing your job once you are in married life but whatever be the case the emotion of fear is universal and primal to all humankind the problem arises when it becomes illogical and disproportionate to the threat at one time people were extremely fearful of the disease of cholera in the 15th century the pandemic of cholera spread in a particular area narad ji came to know and reached there to visit he saw cholera personified leaving a village he asked cholera personified how many people did you kill in that village cholera responded only 17 Narad ji said but as per the news 55 people have died cholera personified said the others died due to fear of me so what is fear all living organisms instinctively act to protect themselves our human physiology is also hardwired for our self defense thus if you see someone about to strike you with a bat you will instinctively duck or else if you spot a wolf running towards you you will immediately take defensive action in both these cases first the emotion of fear arose it triggered the brain which started off the fight or flight response so fear exists in our physiology for our protection however in modern times the threat to life is in the rarest of rare cases usually it is our imagination that blows up the fear out of proportion it could be fear of heights fear of closed spaces 
fear of the future or fear of the unknown. What happens now? There is an amygdala hijack. Below the left and right lobes of the brain is the amygdala. Fear stimulates it and that then takes over the neocortex and prefrontal cortex that are responsible for logical thinking. The brain is now not responsive to logic. The hormones of cortisol and adrenaline make the heart start pounding faster, the blood pressure to increase and so on. If this fear persists, it becomes debilitating to health. However, we have all heard of instances of saints who were completely fearless. What was their secret? Take the case of Angad. When the Ram Setu had been built and the Vanar Sena came over to Lanka, it was by now dark. They rested there on the seaside. Next morning, Ram asked Jambavant what should be done. He responded, Prabhu, you are the upholder of dharma. Give Ravan one chance to repent. If he doesn't, then kill him. Ram commissioned Angad as his messenger. Angad jumped over the wall and entered the golden city of Lanka. It was filled with demons, but Angad was fearless. The demons thought that monkey Hanuman, who had set our city on fire, has returned. They started giving way and looking at Angad fearfully. He realized the respect was not due to him, but due to Hanuman. He continued walking and reached the palace of Ravan. As he made an entry, all of Ravan's ministers stood up. While the rule in that darbar was, even if a devta comes, nobody is to stand in respect. Ravan instructed them all, bat down. He asked Angad, hey monkey, who are you? Angad responded, I am a messenger of my Prabhu Ram and a son of your friend. My friend said, Ravan, I don't have any friends. Who are you talking about? Angad responded, Do you remember a monkey king, Bali? Bali had fought Ravan and for six months he had kept his head under his armpit. How could Ravan forget? He said, yes, yes, I remember. He used to live in South India. How is he now? While he said, where he has gone, you will reach in 10 days and then you can find out how he is. What do you mean? I mean, he was slayed by one arrow from Ram. And Ram will do the same to you. But he has sent me to give you one chance it is still not too late. Fall at the feet of Ram. 
He is an ocean of mercy. He will forgive you if you repent with a true heart. Now that annoyed Ravan. He said, if Ram is as good as you are saying he is, then why has he been exiled into the forest? Why is he roaming around in an ascetic dress? That criticism of Ram annoyed Angad. He took his fist and hit it upon the earth. The earth began trembling and Ravan's ten crowns fell off his head. Ravan quickly stooped to put them back. But in the meantime, Angad took four and threw them towards Ram. There the monkey army saw four UFOs, unidentified flying objects, coming towards them. They asked Ram, what are these? Ram said, these are the crowns of Ravan being sent to me as presents by Angad. Here Angad said, look, I hit the ground. If I had smashed your head with my fist, what would have happened? The courtier said, no, 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 please don't do that. Angad said, Ravan, if you are so infatuated by Sita, why did you not go to the Swayamvar and win her in a righteous manner? Ravan said, I did read Janakpur, but I saw that Shiv Dhanush belonged to my guru, Lord Shiv. That is why I returned. Angad said, if that be the case, I will create a new Swayamvar for you right here. He planted his foot on the earth and said, if any of you can shake my foot, we shall lose Sita. Imagine that courage, that absolute faith in the protection of Ram that inspired Vibhishan to make such a big declaration. Ravan instructed his courtiers, shake his foot. One by one, they would get up and fail. Angad said, you fool, why don't you try it yourself? Ravan now came. When he grabbed Angad's foot, Angad said, look, if you have to catch anybody's leg, why don't you hold Ram's leg? At that moment, whatever luster Ravan had immediately disappeared. Angad said to him, we will meet you now in the battleground. And he returned. Ram asked what happened. Angad said, Ravan is not willing to listen to Shastra, scripture. Now you need to take recourse of Shastra, weapons. So what enabled such fearlessness in Angad? It was his surrender to the Supreme Lord Ram. And for enabling that kind of surrender, the first step is detachment. You free your mind from the clinging to the world and then take that mind to the lotus feet of the Lord. Let us see what the Golden Rules book has to say about it. Ultimately, the root cause of all fear is attachment. This is just as fever is the symptom when one has malaria. 
Now, if we were to treat the fever while ignoring the malaria, it would not work. Likewise, fear is the warning sign while the disease within is excessive clinging to something. Detachment, on the other hand, enables us to accept lack of bodily comfort and security. Sage Bhartri Hari explains, he says, attachment to sensual pleasures results in the fear of disease. Clinging to high position causes the fear of downfall. Affection for wealth results in fear of poverty. Any excessive attachment creates fear, while detachment immediately bestows freedom from fear. And while you work your way towards detachment, and surrender, which will bestow the ultimate freedom from fear. Here are some life hacks for you to grow in fearlessness. The first, realize fear is merely an emotion. Like all the other emotions, it's created by the mind and can be controlled. Second, rein in this unbridled imagination. As somebody said, my whole life was spent in dread, fearing catastrophes that never actually happened. The uncontrolled imagination was the problem. The third is to learn to live in the present, because fear is always of an uncertain future. Instead of that, focus on the moment that is in your hands. Julius Caesar has been a famous Roman emperor. He was informed that there was a plot to assassinate him and he should move around with bodyguards. He said, I will die in any case one day. There is no point living my life always in the fear of death. Another tip. Make peace with the worst case scenario. Supposing what I fear comes true, what is the worst that will happen? If my fear is that I will lose a job, Okay, if that does happen, I still have savings to survive comfortably for the next three years. In the meantime, it's possible I will get another job. The moment you make peace with the worst case scenario, there is now no longer any reason for being scared. Further, throw the light of knowledge on your fear. If it is a fear of flying in aeroplanes, equip yourself with the statistics that more people die walking on the roads of Delhi than die in plane crashes in the air. That knowledge will make you fearless. 
and finally you can utilize the technique of systematic desensitization what is that expose yourself to the object or situation of your fear in a progressively increasing fashion this is the technique we use at the jk yoga youth club which is organized in conjunction with toastmasters where we teach leadership training and public speaking skills to the youth what is the technique these youth who are fearful of public speaking we bring them up before the group for just 1 minute on the first day and then for 2 minutes after a few days and then for 5 minutes slowly they learn to get desensitized to the situation that they were fearing and ultimately remember if you can surrender to the lotus feet of god all fear will vanish because he is the protective divine mother and we are his little children